what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. You as a child of God, you ought to stake a great claim as well. I'm going to have everything that Jesus died for me on Calvary's cross for me to have. I'm going to have it. I'm going to walk in it. I'm going to build on it. I'm going to maintain it. It's mine. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. have your Bibles this morning, turn with me please to the book of 2 Samuel. The book of 2 Samuel. We're going to pick it up in chapter 5 today. 2 Samuel chapter 5. Move down to verse 6. 2 Samuel chapter 5, verse 6. And the king and his men went to Jerusalem unto the Jebusites, the inhabitants of the land, which spake unto David, saying, Except thou take away the blind and the lame, thou shalt not come in hither, thinking David cannot come in hither. Nevertheless, David took the stronghold of Zion, the same is the city of David. I want to stop right there and use for a subject this morning, preaching a few minutes. Taking the stronghold of Zion. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask for his help today. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for every person that's under the sound of my voice this morning. Lord, I believe this word you have given unto me will meet a need. But Lord, I ask for the anointing of your spirit to rest upon me. Lord, help me to rightly divide this word of truth. Lord, as I have studied and prepared... Lord, I lean not only upon that. Lord, I lean upon you, and I need your anointing today, that your word will go forth and accomplish that which you would have it to, that questions will be answered, your people will be drawn closer to you. And Lord, today I'm careful to give you praise and glory in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen and amen. In the opening verses of Second Samuel chapter 5, we see where... After seven and a half years of civil war, all the elders of Israel came together and anointed David to be the king over Israel. This did not happen overnight. It took some time. Seven and a half years of war went on between the house of David and the house of Saul. I wonder how many of you sitting in here today, how many listening by radio, there is a civil war that is going on in your soul. 
There is a civil war going on between the flesh and the spirit. As God deals with you day after day, time after time, you come to church week after week, and the Spirit of God deals with you, but you will not yield to the Spirit of God. You still want to do your own thing. You just want to come to church on Sunday and do your God thing and then go out here in the world and just live and do any old way. You just simply refuse to make Jesus Christ the king in your heart and life. And you are the most miserable. And those of you sitting in here today that are saved, you're praying for that lost loved one. Keep praying. Keep seeking God. Keep claiming it. Don't give up because every time you pray for that person, I believe the Holy Spirit deals with that heart. And they are the most miserable. But eventually, glory to God, the elders of Israel came together and they made David king. They're coming in. I said they're coming in. Glory to God. I believe that. That loved one that you're praying for, they're coming in. Just keep praying. God promised David when he was a little boy, somewhere around 12 to 15, through the prophet Samuel, that he was going to one day be the king over all of Israel. And here we are. David is now 30 years of age. And they all came together to anoint him king over Israel. There can be quite a distance from the promise to the possession. And all during that time, what God has promised you, it can seem so distant. Like it's never going to happen. Like it's never going to take place. But don't give up on what God has promised you. You keep the faith. You keep holding on. You don't let go. You keep believing God. And sooner or later what God has promised you, it will come to pass. God has promised us here some great things. He has promised every one of you who have accepted Christ as your Savior, He has promised you eternal life. He said, I go away to prepare a place for you, and if I go away to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. Some of you got saved when you were a child, and you've been in this way for years all your life. Oh, but let me tell you, Canaan land is just in sight. Whether the Lord comes and calls you home or whether the rapture takes place, God will fulfill His promise to you. He has never failed on a promise. He never will fail on a promise. And if you'll just keep believing God for that loved one, they will come in. But there's so many. Their lives are miserable because of that civil war that's going on in their spirit. They just won't accept Jesus Christ as their Savior. Oh, but when all of Israel came together and they finally made that decision and they anointed David king, the Bible says there was joy in all of Israel. Oh, what joy it is. 
when a person comes to the Lord Jesus Christ. I watched a little girl in destiny here just a short time ago as we were able to speak with her. And we shared the gospel with her and I, and I asked her, do you believe that? Do you believe that you're a sinner? Do you believe that Jesus came and lived and died for you and rose from the dead? And she sat there for a moment. And she said, yes, I believe it. And the moment she said it, she lit up like a Christmas tree. She got saved right then and there. I didn't even have to say a sinner's prayer. She got saved sitting right there. She lit up like a Christmas tree. Oh, what joy! is available for you if you'll just make Jesus Christ the king. They made David king, and the first thing he did was to take the stronghold of Zion, what we know today as Jerusalem. Here's the strange thing about it. Some 400 years earlier, Joshua conquered this area. A short time later, the tribe of Judah would go in and conquer that same area. And now here we are with David now, the king over all of Israel. And the first thing the Holy Spirit has him to do as king is to take the stronghold of Zion. What, what happened? When Joshua, some 400 years earlier, and then later Judah went in and conquered this area, Israel did not take advantage of the benefits won in those victories. Nobody staked a claim on the land when the area was conquered. And nobody taking a claim, nobody putting down some sticks and saying, this is mine. Over a period of time, the Jebusites began to move back in. And they had a stronghold there. And I said all of that to say this. If you as a child of God do not stake a claim on the great victory that was won for you at Calvary's cross. If you do not stake that claim. Then there will be a stronghold of sin in your life. So you've got to learn to walk in this great victory that Christ has won for us. And let me tell you, it's a great victory. The victory has already been won. The battle has already been fought. All you've got to do in is go in and stake a claim on it. Walk in it. Build on it. Maintain it. I'm driving down the road the other day, and I'm pretty sure some of you have seen the same thing here in this area. Nice house sitting there built several years ago. I don't know what happened. The folks moved out or whatever the case, and now the weeds have just grown up in the yard. 
running vines just running all up the chimney. Trees fell down in the yard where the place was not maintained. Beautiful house, but it's not been maintained and kept up, and it's just going to waste. That's what's happening within the hearts and lives of a lot of Christians. They've accepted Christ, but they're not taking advantage of the great victory that was won there. And, and, and the weeds are coming in, and they're taking over. You've got to maintain your Christian experience. You've got to walk in it, build on it, maintain it. Because if you don't, There'll be a Jebusite stronghold in your life. Now, the Jebusites were a fierce people. They were the hardest ones of all to get rid of. And they had a stronghold right there in the very heart of Israel. Jerusalem. The very place where God wanted to Make his capital. Satan wants to make a stronghold in the very place where you commune with God and worship God in the heart, in your heart, in your soul. A stronghold. A Jebusite stronghold. When I say stronghold, our minds immediately go to devices. We think of gambling, drinking, drugs, pornography, immorality, homosexuality, adultery, fornication. The list goes on and on. Those are strongholds, but let me show you this list as well, Dana, if you will, put it up on the screen. We normally don't think of these things as being a stronghold, but you can have a stronghold of false doctrine in your life, where you've come out of particular groups, and there's a stronghold of false doctrine there, gossip. Did you realize that Christians have got the longest tongues of anybody in the world? You can sit in the den and lick the pot in the kitchen with that tongue you got. Jealousy, envy, malice, anger. You're a pack of dynamite with a short fuse. It don't take much for you to blow up. Anger. Unforgiveness. You love God, but somebody's done you wrong and you're having trouble forgiving them for what they've done. A stronghold of depression. A lot of people suffer from depression. Different things cause depression. Situations that take place in life can cause depression. But it can also be a medical issue, something maybe perhaps you were born with. As life goes on and we get older, certain hormones don't produce like they used to. There can be a chemical imbalance in the body that causes depression. It can be a physical thing. 
but it's a stronghold in your life. You get up every day, and it's like there's a cloud over your head. And it's a struggle just to get out of the bed every day. There's a stronghold there of depression. And I think a lot of times, if we'll just take these things to the Lord, just start praising God. If, if it's a situation that's going on, just start praising the Lord and worshiping the Lord. You're starting to exercise faith that this situation is bad, but God's going to lead you through this thing. And I'm going to praise God and worship God because God's got good things for me. And He's going to work all things for my good. But see, if we don't address these things before God, as we should, will wind up going to a doctor and he'll give you some medication. And sometimes those medications can mess you up and make the situation worse. But depression can be a stronghold in your life. That can be a stronghold of health issues that are going on with you. That can be a stronghold in your finances. The list can go on and on there's a stronghold there in your life it's it's keeping you from being where you ought to be with God stronghold and it taunts you as David went up and his men to take Jerusalem if you look there in verse 6 2 Samuel 5 and verse 6, The Jebusites spake unto David, saying, Except thou take away the blind and the lame, thou shalt not come in hither. Thinking David cannot come in hither. In essence, they were saying, We're stronger than you are. Our blind and our lame can hold you off. We've been here for over 400 years and you are not going to move us out. Some of you have been living with a stronghold in your life for years. And it taunts you. You were born that way. It was something your mama did to you or whatever. The list goes on and on of, of excuses we can put on it. But there's a stronghold there and it taunts you. And you, but it's just the way I am, Brother Jay. My dad got angry. And he had a short fuse. And I just inherited it from him. Are you saved? You've got a new father. God the Father. And when you get saved, you get regened, regenerated. You got the Holy Spirit inside. There's no excuse for there being a stronghold in your life. How can you say that, Brother James? I can say it. Because when Jesus Christ died on Calvary's cross, He defeated every demon and devil and sin that hell could muster. The Bible tells us in Colossians 2 and verse 15 that He spoiled principalities and powers and made a show over them, triumphing over them in it. Made a show of them openly. He either did it or he didn't. I believe he did. And I'm staking a claim. 
I'm staking a great claim. And you as a child of God, you ought to stake a great claim as well. I'm going to have everything that Jesus died for me on Calvary's cross for me to have. I'm going to have it. I'm going to walk in it. I'm going to build on it. I'm going to maintain it. It's mine. Take advantage of the victory that's been won for you. That stronghold does not have to be there. The Apostle Paul said, Dana, if you'll put it up on the screen, 2 Corinthians 10, verse 3. Second Corinthians 10, verse 3. He said, Though we walk in the flesh, flesh, it's what we are. It's what you and I have to have in order to exist in this world. It's how we relate to the world. Though we walk in the flesh, he said, we do not war after the flesh. Friend, there is a war that is going on. There is a war that you, as a child of God, you have entered into. It's spiritual warfare. But it's not a battle where you're fighting sin or a battle in which you're fighting the devil. You're no match for the devil. You can't beat the devil. I got news for you, you can't even beat the flesh, even though the flesh is weak and the spirit is willing. He said, we do not war after the flesh. We're no match for the devil. And we can't fight him, a, a physical thing, it's a spiritual thing. We have to fight a good fight of faith. When Paul died, right before he died... He told Timothy, I have fought a good fight. I finished my course. I have kept the faith. The faith. A term that Paul would use over and over and over again. And every time he used that phrase, he was always referring to Jesus Christ and what Christ would do for us at the cross. It is a fight of faith. Though you walk in the flesh, you do not war after the flesh. It is a spiritual thing. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. It's not a physical thing. It's not like you can go out here and take a gun and shoot the devil. Oh, wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> and just, just take a gun and shoot the devil. <laughs> here, uh, about a month or so ago, uh, we had... Uh, water fun night here for the kids at Destiny and we had a dump bucket set up out here at the swing set but Jimmy come up and had his mask that looked like the devil devil mask he was sitting there in the chair with that bucket of water over his head he was taunting them kids oh y'all can't get me and I watched them kids get up there with that ball in their hand trying to hit that thing and Get the devil. Don't, don't, you, don't you just wish you could take a rock or a gun or something and just hit the devil? You know, the Bible says in the book of Revelation that there's coming a day when an angel will come down with a great chain and he's going to bind that old devil up, bind him up, and throw him in a pit of fire. 
And you know what? I'm going to pull me up a chair and have me a big old bag of popcorn. And I'm going to sit there and watch that rascal get what's coming to him. Amen? But I wish it was easy. I wish this warfare was easy, but it's not. It's not like you can take a gun and shoot the rascal. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God. Catch this, to the pulling down of strongholds. God has provided everything that you need to fight the battle. He has sent His Son into this world. To die on Calvary's cross. He is our heavenly Joshua. He is the line of the tribe of Judah. And he defeated that rascal on Calvary's cross. And made a show of them openly. All you've got to do my friend is walk in. By faith and stake a great claim. I don't have to have this issue with anger in my life. I don't have to have this issue of foul language. I don't have to have this issue of pornography. I don't have to have this stronghold that's in my life. You don't have to live that way. It's God's will for you to not be under the dominion of the sin nature. For sin shall not have dominion over you. It's God's will for you to be free. He went on and said there in verse 5, Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God. If the program today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. We have Sunday school every Sunday morning at 945 and worship service at 11, as well as prayer meeting and Bible study every Wednesday night at 730. Go to establishinthefaith.com and click on the events tab for gospel singings and other special services. That's right, Jules. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you. (music) 